swag And welcome to another episode of the Saltorian Geek Podcast by Webster Style, where we talk about bow ties, comic books, and anything in between. I'm your host, Webster Style, the man, the voice, the fragrance. Coming back one more time, let's of course jump right into the download. Now, one of my favorite pastimes, something simple, something smooth, something relaxing, is just sitting with a cup of coffee and reading or working on a blog post or just listening to music. But coffee is usually involved in that leisure activity. Well, the download this week is a game that came out in 2020 called Coffee Talk. Now, Coffee Talk was developed and published by Choji Productions in 2020. It is a visual novel, and its gameplay consists of mostly reading dialogue. Now, that may not sound too exciting to you, but just just hear me out. This dialogue is periodically broken up by a minigame in which the player brews various drinks using the ingredients in the coffee shop. Certain drinks give the player the option to create latte art. Now, it doesn't sound that uber exciting. However, it's a nice, relaxing game. Also, if you're into coffee, if you're into latte, you get a chance to really experiment to see what sort of things you can create in the digital space and also to see how that advances the story as well. Um, I've enjoyed it the few times I've picked it up and played it. It gave it away via Xbox Live Gold several, several months ago. And now it is available via Game Pass if you have that. But it's a very inexpensive game as well. It's only $12.99 and it's also available for the PlayStation, Switch, PC, and Xbox. It's interesting. I find, and I don't know about you, I find my taste in content changing uh, kind of ebbs and flows there are certain things that I used to watch religiously and I'm particularly talking about like youtubers and YouTube content I used to watch religiously it was how I got through my week it was part of my routine and then especially in the past two years and I don't know about you my viewing habits have changed and they have change it wasn't a drastic change but it's one that is i don't know uh they're just i look through my channels and i'm like i don't watch this anymore but i do like it i watch this but i don't watch this i used to watch those time oh i'm bored with this content and this and that's a creator but you know the same old same old so to speak so i say that to say there are many fragrance reviewers where i just don't watch like i used to anymore and have gravitated towards some new ones and one of the newest ones that I've started to gravitate to as well as just link up with in the digital space is Mr. Keith Crook of The Fragrant Life. Now, I love the more, I would say natural, because everybody's natural when they talk about fragrances. Nobody's really uh, being fake uh, per se, even uh, Jeremy Fragrance with his persona. I, he spills too much of himself on a video for him not to be himself. I'll put it that way. If you watched him, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But there's something about just your average man in the authenticity of their fragrance reviews. And there's one of the things I like about Keith Crooks. Um, in addition to a whole bunch of other fragrance reviewers, but my spotlight today is on the Fragrant Life by Keith Crook. You can find his content under the Fragrant Life 
14 i think it is on instagram uh the fragrant life on youtube as well as facebook if you're looking for a fragrance connoisseur who is very down to earth and very realistic about fragrances he is definitely one to watch now let's get into our short takes i feel like netflix just opened up the bag this week it's like, hey, here's a whole bunch of trailers for stuff that's coming really, really soon. So first up, we have Wednesday. Now, this is a series that I was very skeptical about when they first announced it. Uh, Tim Burton working on Netflix, doing a series based around the Adams Family, focusing on Wednesday Adams. Now, while that sounds cool, there is a bit of hesitation. Tim Burton hasn't been on his game lately. Well, let me tell you, they released the trailer for it this week. And it looks great. I, I haven't personally been excited for a Netflix series, original series in a while outside of Stranger Things that I'm like, oh, I definitely have to watch this when it comes out. And Wednesday looks very much in that Adam's family vein. And also, I will say this as well. I know that there are different iterations in the Adam's family, but growing up when I did the Adams Family, Adams Family Values movies are very much sort of that iconic version of the Adams Family. Uh, I grew up in a time where the original was via syndication, so I watched it then. I saw the cartoon that was in syndication from the probably 60s, 70s as well. I've uh, seen the newer movies as well which Adam's Family is just a really good property to adapt into various mediums over the decades and it's really one that has persisted and I think Wednesday is going to do a very good job when it comes to keeping lockstep with what we expect from Adam's Family but also adding a more modern twist and wrinkles to the story especially with Wednesday going to this boarding school where she is with like people but you know Wednesday Adams she's going to make sure she raises in hell and stands out as much as possible so I'm really looking forward to that so that's my take on the Wednesday trailer from Netflix now also from Netflix now Garrett Del Tomo he has very much gotten into bed with Netflix talked about the Pinocchio trailer either last week or the week before he's also worked with them on Pacific Rim anime I believe he did I may be wrong with that uh, now he is working with them on a new horror anthology series called Guillermo del Tormo's Cabin of Curiosities and one of the best things about this trailer well, mind you it looks phenomenal practical effects during the trailer Guillermo talked very specifically about using practical effects for the monsters there is CG is wonderful don't get me wrong but there is something about practical effects it creates a gritty, bloody realism in horror movies that CG just can't do. Even in 2022, the best CG does not look as realistic in on the horror landscape as practical effects. There, there is something to say that the thing, the thing is 40 years old. And those effects still look absolutely marvelous there's a lot to say about quality practical effects and from that alone 
with the mastermind of Guillermo del Tomo behind this series, I am all in. Netflix also dropped a trailer to probably one of their best known original series, and that's Cobra Kai. And it's weird because Cobra Kai should be a series that I will be all over. I've seen every single Karate Kid, even the next Karate Kid. I love that universe. But the fact that the first season originally dropped on YouTube Prime or whatever the heck it's called, since I never watched the first season, I'm one of those people where if I don't really get it for first season, I'm probably not binging. So like the first season, second season, we're in the on YouTube and then the third season and the switch to the third season and fourth season for Netflix. I don't have time to binge watch four seasons of a series right now at this point in my life. So I was like, if I don't get it on the ground full on plot, I might get into it. Say that to say season five dropped of Cobra Kai and it looks great. All the old familiars are back. I Love how they were chosen back from Karate Kid 2 and, and all the people, Terry Silver, all of them. I love that nostalgia fix. And now apparently they're bringing back Mike Bonds this season. So I don't know if this is the last season, but it seems like a season that they could bring everything full circle and have some closure with the series. But it did look really, really cool. Next up, let's get into some wrestling. We got the sad news that WWE is shutting down NXT UK. So with that, more than 20 wrestlers from the promotion were released. And these really were some of the most positive release quotes I've ever seen from wrestlers in my life. So I think they knew the writing was on the wall. I also feel like some of them know that they will be back in the future uh, with the other aspect of this that I'm going to talk about. But one of the most surprising releases for me was the fact that they released Trent Severin. Now, Trent Severin and Tyler Bates were Bates, excuse me, were the tag team known as Mustache Mountain. And Mustache Mountain has been around for a while, first in NXT and then in NXT UK with um, actually even before NXT, because I remember them before that Dusty Rose classic from years ago. I feel like I saw them on um, what culture pro wrestling at the time. Anyway, they've been a, a prolific tag team in UK circuit for a, a while. But Tyler Bate, the other member, is currently the NXT UK champion. And I feel like they just feuded the tag team, feuded for the championship. I don't keep up with NXT UK like that. So I, I dip my toe in every now and again, but I was surprised because of how prolific Trent Severin has been in the promotion and why, and maybe the fact that they're not continuing to go forward with him as WWE shuts down NXT UK and is going to relaunch it as NXT Europe. So they're expanding to all of Europe. So I'm wondering how this is going to play out as far as tapings, as far as storylines, I'm curious and very interested as well. But going back to my original point, I'm surprised that a someone with the experience and history in NXT, NXT UK, like Trent Severin, is someone who they did not see moving forward with. That is very curious to me. So that's my take on that. So I'm interested to see how everything plays out. I'm excited for NXT UK, actually. I think that NXT, excuse me, NXT Europe, NXT UK was, how can I put it? When I have watched it, it needed something. It was missing something. And maybe it's because I'm an American. I know it very much 
try to really encapsulate that British style of, of wrestling and, and, and whatnot. So I don't know, maybe some of that was lost on me, but I really hope and I really feel that with a rebrand and expansion as NXT Europe, they can really do some innovative things there that they could not do with NXT UK. All right, let's talk about the backyard cancellation. I will not make like I was looking forward to this Batwoman film or Batgirl film. I'm not even going to say I was. I was going to watch it when it came out eventually. Yes, because of Michael Heaton and all the other stuff. It was, I'm a comic book fan. I will watch it, even if I'm not looking forward to it. And did I see the point of a, a storyline-wise of a Batgirl movie? Absolutely not. Is DC Cinematic Universe clusterfucked? Yes, it is. Will I still watch it if I love the characters? Yes, I will. And Batgirl is one of those movies I was like, oh, I'm going to watch this because Michael Keaton's back. Uh, I love the Batgirl costume. is very reminiscent of the sort of 60s Bar Batgirl, Barbara Gordon. They were also going to introduce a Supergirl character. So I'm, I was interested to see how all of that played out. And then with the merger of DC and Discovery, I was like, oh, you know what? This movie's some trash. Let's cancel it. Yeah, we spent $90 million. We can get it back on tax write-off. It ain't done yet. Business is business, I understand. And again, it's a short-term react. This may play out to be a good long-term decision for the creative direction at which they're going to point the DC Universe film properties going forward. Because they've already talked about they're pretty much copying Marvel with DC films and they're going to hire a Kevin Feige type person and have a 10-year plan, yada, yada, yada. I think in some respects it's a little bit too little too late unless you scrapping everything you got coming out with and starting from scratch that's i mean you got black adam cut him out coming out this year you have shazam coming out this year you have aquaman coming out next year that's um it's very hard to move away from these it's quote-unquote cinematic universe and start anew so anyway i think the whole batgirl thing was some bullshit i really think they they could have really just done it and then dumped it on hbo max but again it's one of those things, they ain't trying to pay people to do kind of cut costs. Cut costs, not cut costs. They're trying to cut costs. That includes playing residuals. So I feel bad for the cast and crew to have worked this hard on something to have some studio exec being counter come in. It's like, oh no, we can save a couple pennies here, so let's cut this and never release it. How are we pissed off? That's time in your life. Yeah, you got paid, but that means none of your residuals none of any um backside or downside guarantees nothing are going to be honored because this film will never see the light of day and that is the most fucked up part of it the people involved in this movie will never get their just due when it comes to the hard work that they put into it. speaking of dc and shit show let's talk about ezra Miller. they them so they recently resurfaced they apologize and they're going into treat you know the standard line when you fuck up in hollywood you do something really horrible you you make an apology and then i'm going to go to treatment for my issue this dude is, is charged with felonies this charge dude is charged with is being alleged to kidnap people and holding people get their will underage people i'm like but no word on the flash but i understand why they haven't talked about the flash the flash is like a year away and people forget people forget quickly so honestly they're hoping like okay we got this nipped in the butt right now we can just ride this out and we'll release the Flash next year. 
and people see it and maybe we get a recoup on our investment maybe not but at least people won't have such a strong feeling of quote-unquote hate toward ezra miller when this movie comes out and they just they're playing a long game on this one and from a pr business perspective i totally get it but from a financial aspect i understand that okay i don't understand how it's okay 90 million but not okay 200 million i mean realistically i'm not rich but i would think those aren't too far off when it comes to if you're trying to save money <laughs> that's just me but i think that i hate to say this warner brothers probably played the right move so far with this kind of wait and see um attitude instead of cutting it but it's hard to watch them cut back girl and then not cut this because of ezra shenanigans shenanigans is a polite way of saying it all right let's get over the short takes let's get into some reviews so marvel finally dropped she hawk and unfortunately i'm not one of those privileged few who are able to watch the first four episodes to review i'm a, a mere commoner like well some of you i'm sure many of you are well some of you are not commoners, but probably many of you are commoners like myself who do not get review copies and things of that nature. So I was only able to watch the first episode of She-Hulk and I thoroughly enjoyed it. It goes by way too quick. It it really goes by way too quick. The Marvel, this is one of the times where they should have dropped two episodes uh, on release because it goes by way too quick. Uh, I, if you've watched, excuse me, you're not watching anything. If you listened to this podcast before, you have heard me talk about Tatiana Maslahi. You've heard me talk about it. You've heard me talk about how excited I was for her to be cast as she and she is amazing and she is exactly who i thought she would be in this role i enjoy mark ruffalo let's talk for a second about all these people online talking about how the mcu is nerfed the hulk and and neutered him and this and i'm like it's a character there have been so many iterations of the damn hulk since it debuted way back in the day shut up let them write the story they want to write and use the character how they want to write it. Mark Ruffalo's performance as the Hulk is funny and it is enjoyable as Smart Hulk. And no, this is not a MCU where she is more powerful than him. Even the circumstances of her getting the Hulk powers are different than his. She didn't have to do anything to remotely like Bruce Banner to understand their powers or get their powers or deal with the stress. And also, you talk about the difference between men and women as well. From a physiological, hormonal standpoint, as far as the angry and this and the, what's wrong with y'all? Why are y'all up and why y'all got your panties in a bunch over She-Hulk being a punking out the Hulk and this I'm like y'all need to get a life that's my rant on that but She-Hulk was really fun I there's some plot threads that I cannot wait for them to explore and slight spoilers here you know I don't really do details like that but the car crash that causes everything to sort of spiral out of control and the ship that caused it who's on the ship that was never explained kind of just went away i don't understand how you this alien ship just pops up in front of you you car crash and then you're gone for weeks at a time training jennifer to be she hulk but you never address the ship outside of where it came from and we all know where it came from you never address that and that ship never comes back clearly it was there for a reason so the ship just crashed you and didn't 
come after you? Something doesn't make sense here. So who was on that ship? What was their purpose? I am looking forward to the courtroom drama of She-Hulk. We got a little bit of that with this first episode. But this first episode was very much the origin issue of She-Hulk. So I was happy. But this this should have been 45 minutes to an hour, realistically. This went by too, too fast. And that's not a bad thing. It's just it's, it's a very fast show. It's very fast paced. And... Tatiana Mislahi and Mark Ruffalo are very enjoyable to watch. I love their dynamic and I love their chemistry on screen as far as cousins and, and that banter. And so with that, that fun aspect of the series really makes it go by very, very quickly, in my opinion. So I definitely recommend She-Hulk. If you haven't watched it, watch it. You will enjoy it. So let's get back to trekking out. Trekking out is something that I've kind of fallen off on simply because I never really got back into Lower Decks to, to watch it for review. I just, I enjoy it, but it's not something I... Again, much like my conversation about Cobra Kai, I didn't get on the first ep- on the first season. So when I had this... Oh, season one and season two and then on season three about to come it's like a mental block i think that's why i'm with discovery now as well even though i saw the first two episodes and i've seen a couple episodes throughout the uh, season two i know that i got season one two three and four to get through to catch up on everything it's like a mental block that like uh, i don't really want to do it it's not like when you get in on the ground floor so i'll say that as far as why i haven't gotten back trekking out but paramount cbs whomever they're called viacom has announced star trek day so star trek day is coming out on september 8th and has a whole host of panels but for me the highlight is going to be the tribute to nichelle nichols as well as the preview of star trek picard season three and they have a panel with pretty much the entire cast of strange new worlds which i'll be watching as well as discovery content and there's some other things as well. It seemed kind of light uh, this year as far as, I don't know, Star Trek Day. But your favorite Star Trek current show, they have a panel on it. So I'll be looking forward to really everything. I might want to get into the Scarlet and Prodigy as well. Uh, I may watch that with some people in my life. They may enjoy that also. So that's my, well, that's Star Trekking or Trekking Out for this week. Maybe we'll go back to Lord Dex next week. I don't. But we're finishing Trek It Out. And let's go into our fragrance of the week. Now, this time we head back down south to our good friends at Harmony Fragrances. And I was inspired to highlight this fragrance, particularly because, well, it's sold out. Uh, So that's not to say, oh, no, it's horrible, it's sold out, but just a testament to the success that Harmony is having right now. And this fragrance is Athena. And this is an extract of parfum for 100 mils. It was selling for $270. Now, this one is named Athena because it is the the goddess of Gourmand. And when I read you this list of notes, you will definitely understand why it's termed that. We have notes of caramelized sugar, French vanilla, cotton candy, creme brulee, honeysuckle, vanilla bean, maple sugar, excuse me, maple syrup, strawberry, raspberry, cinnamon, chocolate, vanilla, honey, sugar, and spice. I read the notes. I feel like you must walk into like a baker shop and it explodes on you like a a soft explosion, like a, a Swedish chef sort of 
uh, skit on the Muppets where he's trying to bake something and he puts all these things in this cake and it blows up in his face. That's what I imagine <laughs> Athena to smell like. It's like a gourmand. It's not the goddess of gourmands. It is a gourmand bomb. And oh, I'm sorry. Gourmand is a fragrance or category of fragrance which smells like food. So this smells like or thinks reminds me of like the sweetest, fruitiest concoction you can think of. So this is one that's definitely going to and I I'm always more especially with something like this I see this more of a, a I wouldn't want to smell like this but women that I know women in my life I can definitely see this being something that they gravitate to now I'm not adverse to gourmands personally but something this sweet at least based on the description sounds like something's perfect for a lot of women that I know but that's my take on Athena by Harmony Perfumes. What am I wearing today? I went back to Armani Code Perfume or Parfum. There is something about that fragrance that I keep going back to. There's a freshness in it. And we're not talking about like fabric, not fabric, dryer sheet fresh. There is a just a, a freshness to it. And the iris note is just really nice. In my opinion, it is because it's so easy to wear. It's one that I want to reach for, especially with the summer and it's not too hot right now. It works even better and it has great longevity and great projection. So you don't have to spray a lot. So it's definitely one that I will continue to reach for and one I definitely probably have to buy for a bottle of. But that's what I'm wearing today. And that is Armoni code parf. So don't forget, you can find me every week on the NRW checkpoint with my man Brian Seth, where we talk about this week's uh, new releases in gaming. This week, we we got on a mini rant about Madden NFL 24. Uh, yeah, if you want to find out how I feel about that, check them out. Links in the show notes as well. Uh, make sure you follow us on Patreon, where you get early episodes of the podcast as well as exclusive content. Uh, make sure you check out our Pete and Pedro link. Get 10% off your first purchase of Pete and Pedro with the code EHawks10 or the link in the show notes below. Find me on Instagram at Webster Style and Sartorian Geek, on Twitter at Webster Style, of course, and on TikTok at underscore Webster. Email us at info at WebsterStyleMagazine.com. Comments, criticisms, questions. Hey, you want to be on the show? Let me know. And of course, you can find anything and everything that is Webster Style at WebsterStyle.com. Thank you again for joining me. Remember, be safe out there and be blessed. Now it was Tree Green Tuesday. Had to be Bowtie Thursday. Had to be. White Wednesday? Uh, I don't Well, I know last time. Well, I wore polka dot. You didn't wear. Oh, I million them heels killing them, but I'm sure it's a Thursday. Bowtie Thursday. Pasta cream in your heels looking sharp, babe. Acting like you don't know the rules up in the workplace. Must I remind you it was till on your birthday? Don't get me wrong, I think we killed in the birthdays. And you picked the hell of fit for the church day. Let's say you picked the risk game for it. Now you got the floor filled with bras that you purchase. Pick a color scheme that can match the very corset.
Let's see what it seems. If it is what it seems. Chicks be looking thick leggings, you know what I mean? I don't know. Take a hint, though. Don't try to get me at a moment. No menthol. Smoking hot, rocking this pen. So thin. Tie hairline, looking like a stencil. Pimp, no lie. I'm sharper than the utensil. And stroke, mental. Plain dang, homie. I was hoping we could walk out with that bang, bang, honey. See them plain James, honey. Them lame friends, honey. We tell it, fit it crazy like that thing came on me. Hey, mommy. Look a lady, main thing. Want me on the scene. Fit popping like a main vein. Running blood color, lips smashing with the hand. Clutch money, holding back. Kind of funny, can you tell me what's the price like of the Range Rover? Hang on me, when we walking, looking Gucci like that thing sprayed on me. Walking with a lip like an ankle sprang on me. Yeah, I rocked the cardigan, she don't really want me because one man should have all that style. Take it out, clothes on the floor, pass it. And the one girl should fit it all in them jeans. So take it up and let me see what's under them scenes. No one man should have all that style. Take it out, clothes on the floor, pass it. Oh, you wanted to? Oh, I completely read that wrong.